90.1 Hope FM and HopeFM.com. Well, now, one group of people that will have been exceptionally busy uh, during uh, this very, very challenging time is, is the Citizens Advice Bureau and uh, for BCP. And the, the operations manager uh, of that organisation is Tom Nunn. He joins me now. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Blair. So is it all, is it all madness and mayhem? I, I know that if, if anybody giving advice of any kind is going to be busy, it's bound to be uh, you guys. What's it like? It, it, well, it, I mean, we, we've, we've become sort of incredibly busy in very different ways. Um, I mean, at the end of March, we, we stopped a lot of our face-to-face delivery for obvious reasons because of the virus. Um, and effectively, most of our most of our advice now is is being delivered through telephone and, and digital means, um, because effectively we have we have a group of people um, within within our sort of volunteer base and within our staff base who themselves are and would be considered vulnerable um, under the circumstances. So we've had to sort of adapt our service. Um, to deliver through remote means. Yeah. Well, of course, we're doing that here in the radio. I suppose if ever technology came into play, it's now. Although, actually, before all of this struck, uh, you actually were quite well set up with technology, weren't you? Yeah. I mean, it was easy. It was easier for us in some ways um, because we deliver. We deliver a lot of advice, obviously, um, through the website, and we do have a phone line called the Advice Line um, where people could call in and effectively receive advice over the phone. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't too much of a challenge with that regard. I think the biggest challenge that, that we found was, um, was obviously with, with social distancing within our offices um, because, you know, when, when you have... What in excess of, of eighty plus volunteers um, and sort of twenty twenty odd members of staff in effectively sometimes in in very small sort of community areas it was very difficult to to ensure that the you know the, the social distancing was in place so I think the biggest challenge for us was sort of getting everybody set up and um, a sort of core group of people set up so that they could work from home um, with laptops and diverting phone lines and everything else to um, to sort of call through to, to mobile phones and so on. Yeah, did, you, did people have their own laptops or did you, have, did you have the challenge of having to supply those for them? No, I mean, that, that and it continues to be one of our, our biggest challenges. Um, because effectively, you know, all of the teams that worked within offices, a lot of our outreach teams um, had, had a, a number of laptops, but it was predominantly people like um, the teams that work on our advice line who they didn't have laptops. So that's kind, that, that has been a challenge and, and sort of continues to be a challenge, I think, for us to ensure that people have got the right kit. Because obviously, with consideration to, um, to sort of data security and, and, and those sort of areas and data protection, we needed to ensure that, that we supplied the, um, the laptops for people with the, the sort of correct connections and everything else to ensure things were, you know, people's data was safe and everything else. So what we couldn't do was just sort of expect people to use their own personal laptops where they've got them. 
So as operations manager, has all this sort of reorganization and sourcing a lot of this stuff, has that fallen into your remit? Um, more or less, yeah. I mean, we're working, our, our sort of management team are working together. Um, and we're, I think um, there's not a day that's gone by in the past month that, that we haven't been putting together um, funding applications, um, speaking to our, our sort of IT company. And, the, the, you know, one of the additional challenges at the moment is actually sourcing um, a lot of the equipment as well. Yes. Um, because that, that becomes a bit of a challenge because obviously a number of... Um, sort of the, the more traditional retailers have um, limited their capability to, to get equipment out to people and everything else. So, yeah, it, it, you know, in a sense it comes under me because my responsibility is, is sort of the day-to-day -day delivery of advice that we would do through um, the range of channels that we deliver advice through. Now, you talked there about volunteers. I mean, I know that uh, in, in the BCP area, over 2,000 people have come forward to volunteer for all sorts of things. You would have had your fixed volunteer team, I guess, the lifeblood of your organisation. Uh, have, yeah, you yeah. you, have you been able to recruit during this time? Well, we've, we've had a number of inquiries with volunteers. What, what we did, I mean, working with, with Together We Can... Um, because we were we were kind of part of the initial discussions about establishing um, a sort of practical volunteer group um, with with um, the community action network with with can in in Bournemouth Christchurch and Poole, yeah. and a number of our volunteers actually chose to redeploy to that service so that you know they could go out and, and sort of deliver. Um, practical things for people so obviously things like you know food deliveries medical deliveries yeah. um, and those sort of things so a number of our volunteers have, have kind of moved across um, the network because one of the things that that I've certainly noticed um, and what's happened sort of since the pandemic and since lockdown is that a number you know as charities a number of us have, have come together and it's it's quite it's quite humbling in, in, in a way that, that you know, we, we've moved very much more so towards a, a, a sort of a partnership approach where not one single charity has considered themselves to be more important than another. So our relationship with, with other charities, and that includes, you know, what our volunteers are doing, um, has kind of spread because... Again, the difficulty with with a number of our volunteers is is getting the the sort of the amount of IT equipment out to them when we don't have it, um, and obviously they're they're often itching at, at the bit to, um, to to actually do something and actually help in in some ways. So that's why we were so sort of heavily involved with Together We Can. So Tom, obviously you would be getting a lot of calls coming your way. Has there been a huge increase in the number of calls that you're receiving? Yeah, I mean we're, we're probably we're probably taking calls and and sort of hits. Um, I mean hits on our website have, have increased significantly. I mean we're, we're talking, you know, um, uh, sort of you know, almost thousands of hits on our website, more than what we would be um, used to at this time of year usually. Um, as far as inquiries go, we're probably 100% higher than, um, than we have been even over the, the, the previous 12 months. And we're probably, I mean, so far in April, the, the sort of past couple of weeks in April, um, we've, we've dealt with over sort of 900 specific people. Um, but the issues tend to be multiple that people have. So 
Um, you know, on, a, on an average week at the moment, we're, we're dealing with around about sort of 600 to 700 issues per week, um, most of which are, um, we've seen the biggest increase in, in sort of requests for advice around benefits and, and universal credit, which we kind of expected um, as we moved into lockdown yeah. and the expectation that, that a number of businesses would close. But one of the one of the most significant areas of, of sort of increase is around employment. Um, so people's concerns around issues such as furlough, um, the worry that people have that you know once once we get back to normality, whatever that may look like, that um, that you know their employer might not be there. So um, we've had requests around that. You know we've had an increase in requests around um, housing and rent. Um, we've had increases in sort of relationship and family advice. Um, so people talking to us, we had one, one inquiry around from um, a young Polish couple who um, needed to, to set up some homeschooling. Um, so we supported them to access video links online um, and, and be able to effectively, you know, deliver homeschooling. Because these are the things that, you know, people weren't, weren't sure how to do you know and what to do you know how sure. do they how do they continue some schooling with with the children yeah i mean obviously i know that the debt advice was was your dominant thing before you know covid19 uh, struck and it's interesting now that uh, the things that you're you're sort of pulling out there what about in terms of of, of illness i mean because obviously the the uh, the the 111 uh, health services are, are are sort of very much on under pressure, and there's a big question about if somebody gets sick, you know, should they go to, to hospital or whatever? I know there's a lot of worry around that. Have any of those types of calls been coming your way? Yeah, I mean, we've we've had a number of calls come in where people have specifically been worried about about the virus and whether or not, um, you know, they should they should go into hospital. And this tends to be it tends to be around areas where you know people are struggling perhaps to get through to to one one one. Again, one example is um, is an older um, an older client who we we previously worked with on our European Union settlement scheme. Um, who was struggling with sort of language barriers and, and, and things like that, who needed to self-isolate, um, was a high-risk cardiac, um, cardiac patient, effectively. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he didn't understand how to get his medical appointments set up and everything else. So what we did, our advisor um, liaised on his behalf um, with his doctor and we've also had a number of people call us to to ask how you know how they can establish video conferencing and everything else. And, and thankfully, our relationship with a number of the GP surgeries is is quite strong. So we've managed to sort of nail down um, you know how they're sort of going, I suppose, in a way back in time to telephone consultations and and. Um, giving advice and, and even in some instances over over sort of video conferencing where people have got the technology to, to video conference with a GP. Um, so we've had we've had increases in that and it tends to be um, I mean another area where we've had increases is, is with with a much older cohort of people that um, perhaps you know, figured maybe um, uh, sort of retired um, individuals, retired couples were 
you know, they, they wouldn't normally contact citizens' advice, you know, if they felt fairly stable, you know, within, within their community, within life, who are contacting us because they're struggling with deliveries, you know, getting food deliveries yes, in. Yes, of course. Yeah. And, you know, and that's, that's a very different, um, a different cohort, a different client group that, that we're working with um, that wouldn't normally have, have contacted us. Maybe, you know, 10, 20 years ago, you know, they, they, they may have contacted Citizens Advice at that point, but um, felt, you know, it, there was no particular need to. And now it's, you know, it's, it's a case of contacting us. So, you know, we were helping numerous people to register um, as vulnerable on the, the, the government registra- registration scheme so that they could get support. And um, noticing that, that, you know, BCP Council made around about, I think it was around about 1,500 calls over the weekend to, to those vulnerable groups. So, you know, there are areas of advice we think um, we can kind of anticipate to some degree where the spikes are going to be. Because, you know, ironically at the moment, things like universal credit is starting, the, the advice around universal credit is starting to decline somewhat um, only because... You know, people perhaps are managing to get to get registered. You know, those millions and millions of extra people who um, are being registered are getting registered. But then, what we're doing is sort of preempting what the, the next line of inquiry and line of advice is going to be, and we we anticipate that to be around um, sort of financial resilience, and you know, people. Um, People starting to struggle with with their finances, starting to struggle with money, and we we kind of we're seeing that starting to rise now, and we think there's there's going to be a peak over the next couple of months, um, where people you know perhaps have spent the you know the, the money that they've had, people starting to struggle with rent issues and everything else. So that's kind of the angle that that. Um, that we're sort of preparing for at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I know that banks are, are giving mortgage holidays and all of that sort of thing, but I guess there'd be a lot of anxiety about what happens beyond all of that, and indeed, what happens to people's jobs, because uh, obviously, uh, uh, you know, employers are getting very, very badly hit, and they may not, probably a lot, will not be able to continue as they as they had been pre-COVID-19. Exactly, exactly, and that's... <clears throat> That tends to be where, where you know, we're anticipating um, a, a, a huge increase in, in advice. But equally, um, you know, we anticipate, again, again, when whatever normal may look like, um, you know, the huge increase that some of the retailers have, have made with recruiting staff on, you know, on, say, for, for on average sort of 12-week contracts when... You know, when normality, again, whatever that looks like, when normality returns, um, there's a likelihood there isn't going to be that, that sort of, ne- you know, that capacity isn't going to be necessary within within some other areas. So, you know, with deliveries, um, delivery drivers and everything else. So effectively, it's about us trying to be a step ahead of the curve so that we can provide the right advice to people at the right time. Tom, we're going to share your numbers in a moment and what people should do in order to get through to you. But I just wanted to ask you also, because obviously the council, uh, through the Together We Can that you mentioned uh, earlier on, um, have established a a number, particularly for the most vulnerable people. Um, Have any of those issues that people have been phoning about, I know there's been been hundreds of calls coming into that, has any of those issues been coming your way as well? Oh, yeah. I mean, again, we're, we're part of what's known as the Community Resilience Team. 
um, with BCP Council, and we work very closely with BCP Council um, and head up some of the, 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 the various work streams. Um, but a number of those those inquiry areas, I mean, what the what the guys and the volunteers um, sort of manning those helplines, what what they need is sort of single routes of contact. So yeah. you know, um, they need to, to sort of come directly to us. So things like we've established a um, on our online contact form um, on our website, we've established a, a simple click box for people who need, for example, food vouchers. And we're coordinating that in partnership with um, with FaithWorks, in partnership with the council, to try and establish a, a, a more simplistic way to get people food vouchers. Um, so, you know, we, we are as part of that helpline um, as anybody. And, you know, they that, that has sort of increased, one, the demand of, of information being sort of passed over to us in areas of advice were, were, were perhaps better suited to provide that advice. But equally, it's helped to some degree alleviate some of the pressure because, you know, our capacity is limited. And, and the thing that we always say to people with phoning advice line is, you know, if you don't get through straight away, don't give up. Um, we're probably answering in around about the region of, of 60% of calls first time. Um, but, you know, we, we want that to be higher. Um, and that's why, you know, we're in such desperate need to get the, the, the sort of the technology deployed so that we can, you know, we can bring more volunteers in, bring more of our, um, our teams back online, um, obviously working from home. Well, Tom, let's be, uh, thank you for all of this because uh, really great information. Let's just share uh, the numbers and the, the websites that people should use to get through to you. First of all, uh, the telephone number. What, what is the best telephone number for folk to use to get through to the advice line? Okay, so the best number for advice line is 03444 Okay, I'll just repeat that again. And don't worry if you, if, if you haven't got a pen to hand, go and get one. And then after the next piece of music, I'll give you these numbers again. So that's 03-444-1344. But of course, you'd also uh, encourage people to go to the website as well, because I guess that must also help to relieve the huge amount of traffic uh, on your telephone lines. Yeah, and, and on the website, there are options for... Um for sort of an email contact form, and we also do we also do a thing called chat. Our advisors are online, so um, our website is citizensadvicebcp.org.uk. So citizensadvicebcp.org.uk. For more inspirational interviews, podcasts, and Hope FM best bits, visit hopefm.com/listenagain.